Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Because God's more concerned with your character than anything. Is that okay? It's going to be easy. I'll show you how to do this stuff, man. It's in you. Some of you got to start, got to let the work of grace take place and not push it. Okay, so here we go. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, self-control. Against such there is no law. Okay, today we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to get to the fruit of faith. We'll see how good we get there. All right. So what's this whole fruit thing all about? What are these things? These are the attributes or the character of God. This is the characteristic of who God is. God is love. God is joy. God is peace. God is long-suffering, God has faithfulness, God is gentle, God has self-control. These are the fruit of the Spirit. Not fruits, plural, fruit, one, because it comes out of one source. That's why it's very important you know this. It's in your spirit already, okay? Now, why in the world am I trying to get here? Now, you got to remember something here. Remember last week? Well, it was last week we talked about the love of God, right? Remember it was um, when we got in it and... and, and uh, Jesus in this, he was getting ready to leave the earth. Now his days being numbered, he knew it was over. And he said this, he said he called the disciples before the last supper, and he said this. He sits down with them, and he says this. He says, now supper being ending, Jesus knowing his hours now is going to come. He brings them in there, and he explains to them, knowing that he's already entered into the heart of Judas to betray him, he goes on to talk about the love of God. Last minutes on the face of the earth, Jesus talks about what? What's the most important thing? Love. I don't know about you, right? If you knew your last hours, wouldn't you call the people you love around you the most? Remember we talked about it? Call the people you love around you the most and what? Tell them the most important things you got. And he talked to them about the love of God. And he leaves and said, and by this you shall know that what? All men shall know that you are my disciple. By the love you have one for another. Cool, right? Okay, right? So where's that? That love's in you. Okay? Now what is he doing? He's making you aware of the love that's already in you. Does that make sense? Why? He said, this is the number one characteristic of the disciple. By this act of love in you, all men will know you belong to me. Character. See what I'm saying? So guess what? In that love, there's faith. See it? There's joy. There's peace. It's in you. It's not something you got to get. It's something you have and have to release. Why is that important? Because people are looking around for God in all the wrong places, man. He's in you. So you got to respond. See, I, I said something. I got a buddy. I said, man, I was with, I was with these guys, right? And the, the guy's sharp. And I was laughing. I said, you notice how he never reacts to anything? Not in front of the guy. It would be rude. But I, I was talking to my buddy. I said, he never reacts to nothing. You want to know why? Now, listen. The person that doesn't react already knows the outcome before the situation arises. You better hear that again, okay? Let me go slow. You're getting it, right? See, the guy that knows the outcome before the <laughs> circumstances arise, he's already won. You see it? When you, you got new, man, you actually drew the fruit. Is that a carrot? And a tomato? You look Bob the tomato, man. That's pretty good. What is that, a wave? What is that? Is that it growing? Oh, that's pretty cool. He's got like an illustrated sermon in there. He actually drew the fruit. You drew the fruit? I didn't. No. I don't know how to draw neither. I took and did a board. You ever see me do the board? Oh, my God. It looks like a three-year-old. I'm like, and faith. And I scribble all over the place. And then I left out an E on something. I don't know what I was doing. I got so excited. I was like, just you know what it means. Just do it. I can't draw. That <laughs> My brain don't work like that. Man. So here's what you got to get and understand this stuff because it's very important. Because we're going to grow. We got to grow these things because they're in us. Very important. Why is it very important? So I was saying, the person that doesn't have reaction understands before the circumstances show up, I have the answer. You don't get rattled. Because inside, Jesus never reacted. He always acted out of a place of faith and a knowing. If you're a reaction kind of person, stuff's going to knock you around. You're going to be up and down. How do you not go up and down? You act in the position of faith. 
So that's what happens. You don't get rattled because before the circumstances arise, you already know the outcome because I got the word of God. Now, if you got the word of God, you got the answer. But if you don't have the word of God, now we got, we got to figure this thing out. So let's go slow and let's see where this thing works. First Peter chapter 1, 23. Now, remember this and understand this. It's a seed that's in you. All right? The seed of the word of God when you got born again. Now, if you're not born again, we got to get you born again. But if you're born again, you got it. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So how'd you get born again? The word of God. Okay? You understand that? Your spirit. He took your old spirit out, put a new spirit in. How'd he do that? That's the miracle of salvation. You believed, right? And when you believed, by grace through faith were you saved. Right? So you believed. You said, okay, I believe it. You believed it, and grace got you what it laid up. Faith received what grace provided. Does that make sense? So you come and somebody preach to you, hey, here's the gospel. Okay, I believe it. Once you believed it, you took faith and put it in grace, and grace gave you everything that faith provided. You get it? So you lost. You lost, man. You so lost, you like a golf ball in high weeds. We cannot find you. You lost. <laughs> I hit fairway, so I don't have to worry about that. Ah, you like that, right? So come on, right? Come on, man. You see this? So you see it? So my faith, okay, yeah, all right, grace laid it up. I didn't do it. Grace laid it up. Grace laid it up. Faith accepted what grace already laid up. I didn't do nothing. All I did was believe. Did you get that? So all you did was what? Believe. You with me? Once you believe, this is what happened. Is this making sense? I'm giving you a step-by-step -step process. I'm going to go slow. This is no, I'm not in a race. You're getting this, right? You're definitely going to get it. When you leave here, you're going to be empowered. That's the key. That's all I need. I need you to get empowered. Once you're empowered, nobody can take that from you. Once you got revelation, you are a dangerous person. So you're getting it now. Being born again. Okay, I got born again. How did I get it born again? Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth in the body of fire. So the word of God got you born again. How'd you get the word of God? What was the word of God? Saved through faith by grace. You accepted it. You believed it. You received it and became it. Here's my cool part. Not of corruptible seed. So the seed is in you. The seed of faith is in you. The seed of love. The love of God shed abroad in your heart. It's in you. Because when you got the Holy Spirit, you got everything you needed. Did you get that? Now watch this. I'm going to prove it to you. This is Ephesians 1.3. We're going to change it all around this one. Ephesians 1, 3, write them down. Write these scriptures down. You got to go over it. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? It's coming up. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I'm going to coach you into this thing, man. You guys got this thing. You're killing it. I got Jolly Ranchers, too. This is awesome. <laughs> man, who wants one? See? Asking you shall receive. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You getting this? See it? Is this making sense? See where I'm going with this? Okay. Who hath blessed us, not gonna have. Where is this stuff? See it? Who hath blessed me with all spirits must in heavenly places in Christ. So it's done. Finished. So I don't have to work to get it. No, you gotta, you gotta follow. You gotta follow the rhythm of grace. That's where we're going. Just go slow now. Now, grace ain't for lazy people, sloppy mercy. That ain't what grace is. It's an empowerment factor. We're gonna talk about it. But just pull this in. So you got the Ephesians one three. I've read this a hundred times. But did you get it? It's done. You don't have to toil to get it. All you gotta do is uh, through grace and faith receive it. That's the fruit of faith in you. And I'm going to say this, and now the translation, the only place it really translates over is in the King James. It says faith, but really it's faithfulness in the New King James. And I don't really believe faith grows as much as faithfulness grows in faith. I'll explain it. Because faith is an accept or rejecting, but you grow in the faithfulness of God knowing what he can do. Does that make sense? This is where me and a bunch of people beg to differ, but it's okay. I've been used to this. Because here, no, I'm not trying to be a smart guy because I don't want to be. Faith grows. I don't really like it. You either accept it or reject faith. You grow in faithfulness of capacity, what you could receive that you think God can do for you. I like that. I like that. 
because somebody in here believes God can do more because you've seen him be faithful. I'll prove it to you. Abraham considered, remember when Abraham and Sarah sat there and laughed at God? He lied. They both lied. Abraham and Sarah, right, were like this. Nah, man, there ain't no way. She's dead, man. I'm old. She dead. Viagra can't fix this, bro. That was funny. You should have laughed, man. You guys are like tough today, man. You guys are so hard. Like, come on, lighten up. Well, yeah, that was funny. You didn't think that was funny? Man, you guys, we can't talk like that in church. Y'all lie. That's worse. They're not helping me, Daryl. All right, so listen, right? So it's a dead situation is what I'm saying, right? A hundred years old, the deadness of Sarah's womb, and God goes, your son, and you're going to be the father of many nations. They start laughing. Sarah laughed too. She's like, God's gone. God don't know. He's gone. He lost it. And they laughed at God, and God heard them like, you laughed at me, and they lied about it. No, we didn't laugh. And Abraham's really bad. It's like, I didn't laugh. She didn't laugh. No, you both laughed. But you know what was funny? If you read in Hebrews and you see what happened was Abraham and Sarah considered him to be faithful. That's what they said. They considered him to be faithful. How do you consider God to be faithful? Watch this. It's not because of the given situation only. It's by the past given situations that produces God's faithfulness in your life. Meaning this, they probably were just chilling out on the rocking chair. You know, just chilling like, you know, it was kind of funny when he said it because you're like 100 and I'm 99 and we know we're not working out right, right there. But, but, remember Genesis chapter 12 when he told you to leave Ur of the Chaldees and I'll take you to a land and a nation and do it? He did it. Remember when he said, look at the stars? He did it. Remember when he said, they looked at what God had said to prove his faithfulness and what he could do. That's why you never despise the moves you make with God. Because they might look little in the minute, but boy, they'll last for memories forever. He was faithful when he said. He was faithful when he told you. He was faithful when he told you make the He was faithful, and they considered him to be, that's what the Bible said, and they considered now God to be faithful and received the promise. You see it? So faithfulness grows based on experience, not faith. Faith either accept or reject. When you look back at how good God's been, even when we should have failed, come on. When we should have failed, he still came through. Come on. We should have quit. He didn't quit. Come on. We should have packed it in. He didn't pack it in. No, he ain't packing nothing in. You got this thing. You're going to do this thing. Okay? Now watch this. We're going to see it. So you see Ephesians 1.3? It's already done. Okay? Where's it all done? Okay? Colossians 1.27. We've been here. Then we're going to Galatians. God, see this stuff. The Bible interprets itself. Don't try to be fancy and interpret it. Ain't no sense in doing that. It interprets itself. So just look at the scriptures. Okay? So who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, right? That's past tense, right? It's done? You see it? You got it? Colossians 1.27. Go pop that up there. You got to go slow with this stuff. This is spiritual. This is beyond your mind. You have to renew your mind to accept what I'm telling you. Well, if it's done, where is it? Well, that's what we're working on today. Because faith's in you. The faith within you has to be agreeing with the faith you hear in your ear. That's the key. That's the key to making it work. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery. Okay. Which is what? What's this mystery? Among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. There you go. So now where's Christ? He's in me. How did he get in me? Through the word. See it? Jesus was the word. John, Jesus was the word, became flesh and walked among us. You the word becoming flesh and walking among us. I'm telling you that's what's true. The more word, if, you want to see it? Okay, you're doing good now. Jesus was the Word, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's John 15. If ye abide in me and my words, go to John 15, 1. Let him see it. You getting this? It's like Bible study today. Just write it down. I know what I'm doing. It's the MIT of spirituality. I told you this, man. They come here in the morning. This place was packed out this morning. They all come early because they all want to go play at the beach. That's cool with me. I told them, I said, you messed up. You think I'm going to give you two scriptures and let you go home? You're out of your mind. I'm going to work you. You know why I only get you like 40 minutes a week? 
You spend 60 hours a week jacking up your whole head, and then I got to go, I, I, I told him, it was like, I told him, you know what it reminds me of? This is what it reminds me of. It's like, you know, like you go to NASCAR, you ever been? You need to go. And they hit the pit crew. I'm like the pit guy. I'm everything. I'm like tires. Clean the window. Put gas in it. And you go running out the door. Then you come back next week all banged up, shot out. Tire, got no rubber on the tire. Got no gas in your tank. Y'all windshield can't see. Y'all jacked up. And then you got, got a piece of metal hanging off the side of you. A bondo you stick. You stick some tape on you. Gas. Go. And you go. And some of you don't show up for two weeks. Now I got real problems. So don't get mad at me if I keep you here for a minute. You need it. Amen. So just stay with me, all right? All right? That's what I'm doing. Y'all, can you do it faster, Pat? We're going to get done. Yeah, we're going to get done. You come in here, no tires on you. And I got supposed to be done. Give me a minute here, okay? Help me out. Watch this. Let's go. I am the true vine, my father's husband. Ain't that about growing fruit? Now keep going. We're going to read these now. Look at verse 10. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. You see it? God is expecting you to grow fruit. Now listen. God's long-suffering. He's okay with you taking time, but you got to grow. You got to grow. You got to grow in things in the spirit. Every branch that beareth fruit... He purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, everybody say, now watch this now. Now, this is, they didn't get this in the morning. You 1030ers get this. It's going to take some correction. All right? Embrace correction. You're smart if you do. Because people that don't embrace correction, they're in trouble. Well, what's going, what do you mean? Who's going to correct me? Well, a lot of things are going to correct you if you're going to walk with God. First and foremost is going to be the word of God. Don't be like Cain and refuse correction. Is that all right? Well, I'm now I'm in it now. I feel it now. What you mean, Cain? He didn't like, see, God didn't like, let me tell you, you and your, write this down. Boy, this is good. You and your offering are one. Everything you ever brought to God, you're connected to God with. That's why he said, I don't like your offering, so I don't like you, kid. People think they're going to come to God. I had this joker in the morning service said, oh, I could tell he didn't like it. I said something about God. I said, God will leave you. Like, if you don't, you don't come in God's presence right, you be one walking out without him. He ain't changing who he is. He loves you, but he ain't going to, you could, that was Cain's biggest problem. I'm going to serve God the way I want to serve God. said, you ain't going to serve me the way, that's the problem with the modern day church. They come in there like, we're going to serve God the way we want to serve God. Yeah, they walking in without God, and they walking out without God, because God ain't going to deal with that mess. We are in a Canaanite generation right now. Woo, you never heard that before, did you? First time I ever said it. We want to serve God the way we want to serve God and expect God to do what God does? You can forget that, bro. He ain't doing that a day in his life. You got to serve God the way he told you to serve him. That was Cain's problem. He said, I'm giving you opportunity to change, kid. Fix your face. He said, I refuse you, and reje he rejected his offering. And because he rejected his offering, he rejected him. Yeah, because you're connected with your offering. You understand that? So what you bring to God is who you are. So when God didn't receive his offering, he didn't receive him. You go back and read it. It's in there. It's like Genesis chapter 4 or something like that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why am I telling you all this? Because you don't serve God the way you want to serve God. You got to serve God the way he told you to serve him. I'm not the one. What brings reproof and correction? The word of God. What's that like, First Timothy or something? Let me find it for you. You all right? Don't not, listen to me. He said, man, that's why Proverbs tells you, man, listen, pay attention. What's the word about it? Get all messed up with all that stuff. It's Second Timothy, right? Think. Hang on, let me find it. Um, yeah, God ain't going to deny himself, man, but you'll get in, you got you to get in all that stuff. Because the word of God brings reproof and correction. Did you know that? That's important now, ain't it? That's what happens with that thing. You get reproof and correction from the word of God. I think I'm going to stick on this cane thing, though, for a minute. I want you to see this thing because this is important for you. Because I think this is important, right? God cannot deny himself. That's so important for you. It's for reproof. Let me just paraphrase it because if I stay here all day, I'm going to get annoyed with myself. It's for reproof, correction, and encouragement, and that's what it's for. Two out of three things God's word does is bring correction. But I like this. Cain didn't like the process, and Cain didn't like the correction. You understand that? 
Are you okay with me? Let's stay with this for a minute. So here's what I'm trying to get you to see. You're going to have to grow and change and change to grow. Does that make sense? You're going to have to do it now. Now, something's going to come sometimes and kind of get you like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. you got to do it because here's the thing. The corrective side of God is the growth side of God. Now, go back to John 15. We're going to need to stay here for a minute. He said, if you don't bear no fruit, I'm going to prune you. And if you start bearing some fruit, I'm really going to prune you. So that's the correctiveness of the word of God. Now, the word of God brings connection, but it brings it in love. You know what I'm that? It comes through love. Okay. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. Every branch in me that does, I'm going to purge it so it can bring forth more fruit. So God's idea is having you to be fruitful. Keep going, verse 3. Keep going. You get the back end of that. Now you're clean through the word of God, which I've spoken unto you. Now watch verse 4. Here we go. Abide in me. Okay? That means stay in God, and I'll abide in you. You can't bear no fruit by yourself. You need me in you to help you generate the fruit life. Except you abide in the vine, no more can ye except you abide in me. What's he saying? You better stay close. Watch this. Keep going. We're going to go all the way. I'm the vine. This is the Lord. I'm the vine. You the branch. The only reason why you're growing is because you're staying in me. You got to stay in the word. Abide in me and I in him, the same bringing forth much fruit. For without me, you can't do nothing. There you go. So you can toil all day long, but you ain't going to get nothing to work. Go to verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he's cast forth as a branch and withered away. Men gather them in sticks and they burn them. Watch verse 7. But if ye abide in me and my words, there you go. How in the world do we know if you're abiding in God? You got, your, you got his word in you? Then you abide in. You see it? If, ye, if you abide in me, how? How Well, I'm in Jesus. Yeah, 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 whatever. You talk a good talk. Let's see if you walk the walk with the word. I ain't picking on you, and I'm with the Lord. Yeah, okay. Well, look, it says, if you abide in me, my words will be in you, and your words will make sense. You shall what? Ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. So if you're abiding in him, and you got his word in you. See it? So how much, how much Jesus you got? How much word you got in you? You got to have it in your heart. Then your steps work out right. Now watch this, though. Now this is the key. The key element to growth is the grace factor. This is Matthew 11. Now go there, Matthew 11, 28. This is very important. You don't have to grow the fruit. The fruit will grow by itself. You understand that? You just got to abide. Look, the kids had that, I told you the kids had that project, that the thing, you know, grow something. We went to Lowe's, you know, walk, everybody walks in Lowe's. I walked in Lowe's. George, I, George, I didn't see you that day. I went in Lowe's. I went in the fancy, you're not in that department. I went in there and I look at the flowers. Well, you know, my kids, they're like your kids. They want to grow watermelons. They want to grow, like, sunflowers, you know, all these pretty things, right? So I, was, I think it was Lukey's project, right? We go in there, we got all this stuff. So I go there and I'm, like, picking up these seeds. I'm like, this is going to be great. Then I, this epiphany hits me. I'm like, when does this thing do? And they're like, like, two weeks. I'm like... Dude, ain't none of this stuff going to grow in two weeks. A watermelon ain't going to grow in two weeks. I'm smart enough to know that. I don't think we can grow any of this stuff. So I had to go get somebody that's like, what can grow like in a week, bro? And they give you like perennials or something like that, halfway ready to go. I'm like, there's no way we can grow this stuff. How many of you know some of the things you're waiting for, take a little bit more. Some of those promises you've been waiting on, they're like watermelons, man. It's going to take a little time to grow. You can get weeds overnight, but if you really want something from God, it might take a little time to leave it in the ground. Amen? You know what I'm saying? You got to let some stuff grow, man. You can't be all anxious. But what's funny when you plant with kids, right? The next day, what do they do? They want to go down and see something. Is it there? No, it ain't there. Next day, is it there? No, it ain't there, bro. It ain't going to be here for a while. But what? The anticipation that something's in the ground is producing, amen? Just get used to this. If it's in the ground, it's growing. Is that okay? You don't have to grow the fruit. The fruit will grow by itself. When you put a seed in the ground, don't the earth know what to do with it? Yes, it does. Look at this, man. We've got to read this. This is so good. That Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Look. Are you tired? Man, you worn out? This is so good. You burned out on religion? Come to me and get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Oh, here you go. Watch how I do it. You ain't got to do it. It'll do it. You put a seed in the ground, you get all, 
How many of you planted something? Did you get all strenuous about it? Put it in the ground, you like, get up every day, do 50 push-ups, go, grow, 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 grow. Come on, man, no. The ground knows what to do with it. Watch, watch. Learn the, oh, I love this. Watch what I do, or watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Man, you better get that. Learn the unforced rhythm of grace. Grace is going to do it. It's an empowerment factor. Just don't keep taking the seed out of the ground. Leave it in the ground. Leave it alone. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Grace is going to grow it. That seed has the potential within itself to produce of itself. Get that? So what you got to do? Keep it in your heart. See it? Keep it in there. So find some word. Now, this is very important. Go to Galatians chapter 3, okay? Galatians chapter 3, 13. Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me. Curse everything that hangs on a tree. You okay with that? And, and, and I'm going to show you. Can we go, can we, can we bounce for a minute, though? Let's bounce. Let me give you that scripture because I think some of you want it. Go to Hebrews 12, 11. This is where I want to take you. Correction received produces the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Write that down. Romans, I'm going to say it again. Hebrews 12, 11. Hebrews 12, 11. Correction received produces the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Okay? Correction received produces the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Now, no chastening, right? That's discipline. For the present seems to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them that are exercised thereby. You get that? Go back to the first part of that. Please let them see that. Write it down. I'm going to give you my answer, okay? Everybody write down Hebrews 12, 11. Okay? You with me? Write this down. Correction received produces the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Get that? All right, excuse me. Ready? Now, everybody look up at the board because it helps you if you see the Word of God. Okay? Look, you see it? Now, no chastening. Chastening is correction. For the present seems to be joyous. Nobody likes getting corrected in the middle of something. But it feels grievous. That's true. Right? Ain't no fun getting corrected by the Word of God. Ain't no fun sometimes submitting to certain things you don't want to submit to. It feels grievous for the moment. Yeah, no duh. But here's the key. It's got a key to it. What's the key? Nevertheless, afterward, what's it produce? It yieldeth what? Or what's a yield? It's a produce, right? It produced something. What does it produce? The peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them that are exercised thereby. The peaceable fruit of righteousness is how you grow. See what I'm saying? So you see, so I don't like it, but guess what? It helps you grow. Is that okay? See so the thing. You gotta you gotta put these things in there. You gotta let that word of God change you. And you can't come out of love. So what am I saying? Love shed abroad in your heart. Well, what's love look like? Love looks like this. Love acts like this. And love is kind. Love is gentle. Right? If you read 1 Corinthians 13, love is kind, love is gentle, love doesn't get boastful, love doesn't remember or suffered wrong. Love, love like God's love ain't love like human love. Then you got God's love. You look at God's love go, oh, now I got to act like this. And then what happens? Boom. Somebody, oh, the minute you think you're walking in love, here comes some nitwit right out of the wall, right out, right? Now walk in love with this. Right? You think you got peace figured out? Now here comes the greatest storm. Oh, yeah, here we go. Now, now you know what love is. Now you got to act like, oh, now I got to forgive. Oh, great. Wonderful. I don't want to forgive. Well, you got to forgive. Oh, great. Well, then you're not going to walk in love. Great. Now my prayers ain't going to be answered. This is great. See what I'm saying? And it's shed abroad in your heart. So now you got to figure out, am I going to yield or am I not going to yield? Now, this is humility. I love humility. God said he resists the proud, but he gives grace into the humble. Humble means this. I do not want to have an opinion about anything. I only want God's opinion. Humility to me is this. I lose the right to have my own opinion, and I just make the word of God my opinion. Humility... What is humility? God said he resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. So what in the world is humility? Humility, in my definition of humility, is this. It is 
to surrender my opinion about anything and take God's opinion for everything. I don't want an opinion. What's the word of God say? Forgive, forgive. I don't have to justify why I'm not going to forgive. I'm going to forgive. Bless, instead of curse, I'm going to bless them. Hey, they got nice hair. I don't know. Make something up there. They got, you got, you got nice, beautiful hair. Whatever. Great. Bless somebody. You know what I mean? You got to find somewhere to get in. Amen? I'm telling you, it's important. Here's the thing. Where's the faith? It's in your heart. Where's the love? It's in your heart. Where's the peace? It's in your heart. It's in you. How do we get it to come out of you? You got to lose your own opinion. So when circumstances arise before you, you do not take your opinion and what? Elevate it above the word of God. You lower your opinion and pick up the word of God and stay right there where God wants you to be. Now you're walking in the spirit. Now whatever's before you, you can overcome because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the earth. So now what's happened is what? I'm yielding to what's in me and now I'm releasing the ability of grace. Well, what's grace going to do? It's going to give me ability to overcome. It's going to give me peace that passes understanding. How do you get peace in the midst of a storm? Easy. You tap into grace and grace overcomes it. Does that make sense? It's like growing faith. Now here's my question. Where is the faith of God? It's shed abroad. Okay, what do you mean it's shed abroad? It's in your heart. Faith is in the heart. Faith is two places. Faith is in the heart and faith is in the mouth. Okay? Is that okay? You, you ever see it? Romans 10. Go to Romans 10, 8, please. Are you, are you guys okay? You getting this? You seeing it? It's important. Where is it? It's in me. See it? So when the word of God corrects me, what do you do? Don't push it. Let me tell you something. Don't get mad at me. Don't take this the wrong way. If you ain't looking for guidance and correction, you are in trouble, man. You're in trouble before you even realize. Nobody's going to tell me what's going on. Man, you've you're, you're close to disaster, man. I need instruction. I want somebody to tell me what to do because I can't get promoted until I follow and pass a test. And ain't nobody like weird like, oh, my God, you're going to search your life looking for it because you're looking for wisdom. I keep telling you guys that you're looking for wisdom, man. You ain't going to find it in the earth. It's a lost commodity. You got to really search for it. When you find it, don't separate yourself from it. You're crazy if you separate yourself from it. It's your lifeline. Stay close and then follow it. it takes you right to where you want to go. Takes your, listen to me, it takes you right to where you want to go. But ain't nobody going to tell me. Pfft, don't get like And you young people, don't get like that. Because these young people nowadays, you got such a sense of entitlement because society jacked you up. But don't you listen to that. Say, I'm, you be submissive and you listen and pay attention, the God will flip the world upside down with you. I'm telling you, listen to me. They all shot out these kids. They tell them all this nonsense. They don't even know what they're telling them. That's like a bunny trail, but it's free. But what's stated, the word is 90. Even in your mouth and in your heart. See it? Did you get that? Where's the word? It's in your mouth and in your heart. What word? The word of faith, which we preach. Well, how'd it get in my heart? Now go slow now. It was already in there in seed form. You understand that? Because it's in your spirit. Remember that? Incorruptible seed. What happens when you hear it? Goes in your ear. Whatever goes in your ear goes in your heart. Remember Matthew? So we're supposed to word, these are they by the wayside, so just hear the word of God immediately, right? So every time you hear, faith comes. You understand? So you got the seed of the word in your heart. Okay? Okay? I'm going to show you. Let me, let, me, let me do this. Let's leave Romans 10, 8 there. It make more sense. I'm, I'm, I'm running air traffic control here because I'm reading your mind and trying to do this at the same time. Galatians chapter 3. Are you really reading my mind? No, I pick up the atmosphere. Galatians chapter 3. I know when you get something. That's why sometimes when I say stuff, you're like, is he talking to me? Probably. Galatians 3.13. Because I know. I, that's why I'm better on the platform. Like, I like staying behind the thing because I can hear your thoughts. Sometimes that's not good, though. Because sometimes you don't think nice thoughts about me, some of you. It's true. And I know, I know who they are. But I don't tell. Is it you? You look like Spider-Man. Hulk Hogan was here this morning. Your dad looks like Hulk Hogan. You haven't seen it? He's got the full man too. I feel like Hulkamania. I was really ready, man. We had some stuff going on here this morning. It was happening. He got the full man too. All we got to get him that red shirt. Ripper shirt. Come on. It'll be powerful. You guys got to laugh more. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. He looked like Hulk Hogan, didn't he? With the hair and everything. He really did. I loved it. I was powerful. I loved it. I was like, man, the hoaxer. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Are you here? 
being made a curse for us. Okay. First written curse is everyone that hangs on the tree. I'm down. Now go slow. And you got to really pay attention because you're doing great. I'm going to keep you 10 more minutes and you're going to go home. And you go back over this stuff. Now get this. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Christ, Jesus Christ. That you might receive the promise of the Spirit. Okay? True faith. Now go back to the first part of it. Let's stay in 14. Let me just see this. Go back to the first part. You're doing great because I want to really see this. The blessing of Abraham, okay? The blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ that they might receive the promise of the Spirit. Stay right there. Receive the promise of the Spirit. What was the promise of the Spirit? It was Jesus Christ. So the blessing of Abraham was Jesus Christ coming to live in you. You understand it? Through the form of the Holy Spirit. Very important you pay attention right now. I know you're doing great, but you really got to get this, okay? Abraham gave you doom and death. Through, I'm sorry, like this. He overcame doom and death of, of Adam. So through Adam, you had doom and death because Adam's disobedience brought sin into the earth. Jesus' obedience brought life and peace. Jesus came into your life because of Abraham. So the blessing of Abraham was Christ in your life. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So what was the blessing of Abraham? He believed for the promise before we even knew what the promise was. Okay? So what's the blessing of Abraham? You want to know what the real blessing of Abraham is you? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Did you get that? So what is the blessing of Abraham? Christ living in you right now, this very moment, through being born again. That is the blessing of Abraham. And with that comes the whole benefit package of Ephesians 1.3. Comes the whole benefit package Deuteronomy 28. Comes the whole benefit package of blessed everywhere you go. Everything came in because when you got, God is living in you right now. The born again person. You with me? Now watch how it makes sense. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now watch this. Go. He explains it. I'm not speaking after men, guys. This is a covenant thing. You can't mess it up. Go. What? 430 years can't. Keep going. It's, you can't mess it up. You can't add to it. You can't take away. It's done deal. Now, go get this. I've been, I've been telling you this 500 times I told you the scripture. You're going to get it, though, today. You're really going to see it. Now, to Abraham and his, well, who's the seed? We are. Now, go slow, man. We're, how come he doesn't say seeds plural, but he says promises plural, but he talks about one individual seed? Because he's talking about one individual person, Christ. He's in you. That's all you need. You see it? So all these promises come out of this one seed, Christ. He explains it. And to Abraham in his seed, us all, because we're the seed, came all the promises. He said not as in the seeds as of many, but as of the one seed, keep going, which is Christ. So Christ got in you, and he could create every promise you could find. So if you go in that book and find promises and you can get the seed in you of the Holy Spirit and find agreement, you can produce it because it's in you. It'll grow out of you. Watch 17. And this I say, this is a covenant that was confirming. You can't mess with it. Now let me show you what happened. Now go back. Now watch this. Go back to Romans chapter 10. You're doing great. There's a lot of weight in here today. Yeah, then you getting that? You see that? It's it. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Christ in your spirit, right, receives what you hear, accepts it, you plant it, and then you create it. Watch right here. Go to go back to Romans ten eight. Now you're getting it. You're going slow because here's what happens: is it's in you. It, it basically faith gets confirmed, and then you release. Love gets confirmed, and then you release. Everything gets confirmed. But what saith it? The word is not in thee. Okay, that's good. The word of what? The word of faith. But there's a lot of word. Where is it? In thy mouth 
and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Keep going. Watch this. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, that's how you got saved, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 10-10. 10-10, baby. 10-10, baby. Come on, baby. You got this thing. Look at your neighbor say, you got it. Look at your neighbor say, you getting it. You're getting it. Watch it now. For with the heart, man believes. You see it? Belief is of the heart. Confession is of the mouth. You got to accept in the heart what you hear with the ear. Once you get agreement in the heart, now you're ready to do something. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So it's inside, internal acceptance of the word of God to be truth has now put me for what the heart man believes unto righteousness. What's righteousness? Right standing with God. Until you have agreement in the heart, you don't have right standing with God even though you're in God. You got to get right standing with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and say, I, I read it, praise be to God, I believe it. Once you accept what you hear to be the truth, now you're in the position of faith to release it. Boy, you better get this. This is a key. This is why it don't work. People talking stuff they don't believe. You can't manifest what you don't believe. It's faith first, confessed second. You see it? Where I get these promises? You got a promise book over there, bro. Well, what are promises you can get? Which ones can you believe are yours? Yes and amen to every promise. How in the world God give you that book and say whatever you can believe you can have? Easy. He said, and what? And the promises of God are yes and amen. What's that mean? If you can find it and believe it and you can receive it, you can have it. Ain't nothing too big for God. Without God, guess what? You can't do nothing. But with God, nothing is impossible. Man, you better hear me today. Come on. You understand this? It's in the heart agreement. Once you agree in the heart, guess what happens next? Now you're in a position of righteousness. Now to say something and receive something. Because faith is a fruit. You got to grow it. You got to grow it. How you grow it? You work it. You use it. You got to use it. See it? You got to use it because if you don't use it, you might lose it. You got to use it. Give it a faith project. Give your faith a project. Get something out of that word and give it a project. See? Here's me. Now what am I saying with a fruit? It's in you to grow and develop. You seeing this? So how do I grow and develop it? It's in me. Let me show you, because love is easy, okay? Because love is simple because you, you walk in love, I think, more than you do anything, okay? Where is the fruit of love? It's in you. When stuff outwardly, circumstances show up, what do you got to do? You got to choose whether you're going to walk in love or not, but it's in you. You don't need a revelation of love. You already got love. See it? Does it make sense? Now watch this. Maybe you didn't know all the attributes of love, but after we take you to 1 Corinthians 13 and read, love is kind, love is gentle, love is... Now I know everything. I know the behavior of love. Once I get an understanding of the behavior of love, now I'm responsible to walk in love at the level of understanding that I have. You see it? So now where am I at? Man, I'm walking in love at a greater level. Now somebody's just like, well, you better not know too much because the more you know, the more you're accountable for. Right? If I'm a little silly in it, then I can't get in trouble for it. But how many of you know this? The more you know about it, the greater capacity you have to walk in it. Faith works by love. Now I'm becoming fully mature in the things of God. Nothing is changing my circumstance. I am changing the circumstances around me. You see this? Now you start becoming spiritual. Well, now you can handle stuff normal Christian people can't handle. Normal Christian people start crying and run away, and you run into the battle. Instead of running away from it, you're running into the fight. You're like, you're like David, show me where they're at. Let me go get her. You're like, you know what I'm saying? You're like Jesus, show me where the battle is. The Lord is victorious, amen, I'm going to go win. See, that's what I'm saying. You start growing in these things, and you become stronger, not to get out of things, but to get yourself into things. I got news for you. Life's going to put you in things you don't want to be in anyway. You might as well be ready for them. See it? So now where's love? It's in me. Where's peace? Where's joy? Where's faith? Where is it? How's it? It's in the person of the Holy Spirit in you. And now what he's doing? He's looking to get the outside 
word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Now you hear, and guess what he does? That's our word. He goes, he bears witness. That's our word, get it. Your ear hears and your heart, now watch this. This is where your soul comes in. I reject. That's why you got to override that joker. You got to override it. You know what you do? Say, no, 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 ear, you hang on to that. We need that. And this guy on the inside will leap and grab it. And now once you grab it, let me tell you what happens. That seed in you starts growing. And once it starts growing, man, I'm going to tell you what starts happening. Now you start becoming stronger. And you dig, you dig in some roots. And once you start getting rooted and grounded in faith and love, phew, you know what you're going to get so good at it? You're going to be like a tree. You walk on by, people are going to come by and go, oh, you got, some, you got some love fruit. Give me some of that. Oh, you got some wisdom fruit. Give me that. People start eating off your tree. How'd you get there? You're walking around growing stuff. You're getting around people. I had this one guy's wired. It's hilarious. I said, if you, you, you'll slow down. Your processor will slow down. You get around people with peace, they ain't even saying nothing. They're just slowing you down. Just, I'm telling you, you start growing fruit. You think of somebody right now that walks in love, that you know that walks in love at a great level. You get around them, man, you go eat fruit off them all the time. You got people around you, right, got wisdom or something. That's, that's why a lot of you got pulled from people that are not spiritually developed. They need to eat off the fruit tree you got because they don't have none developed yet. And the problem is this. Now, you're not going to like this. Some of them are never going to develop fruit. That's because they, they don't like the correction side of life. But here's the key. Let me tell you what. You can't be giving fruit to everybody just because they don't want to grow. I don't mind you eating off my tree for a season, but go grow your own. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep going over there. You're eating apples off your tree. Go, go play with one, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind sharing, but come on, man. 22 years you've been eating tomatoes out of my backyard. You want to grow some? Come on, we got it. We're good. Hey, I mean, did you get it? You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you've been coming here since 73. You think it's time you put some stuff in the backyard? <laughs> right? Come on, right? So many people come around. Give me five. Ooh, right? Come on, right? They come around like, oh, here they come again. The phone ring, you get nervous. Like, oh, bro. Grow some fruit, man. Some of you need to go home and tell them people, you need to grow some. My pastor said you need to grow your own fruit. Did you get that? Somebody might get mad at you and say, hey, who are you calling the fruit? No, I'm just kidding. Come on, man. You got to grow some fruit. Come on. You got to grow some fruit. Grow your own fruit. Okay, let me ask you this. How's your fruit looking? Ooh. Oh, that's mean, right? How's your peace looking? My God, throwing stuff at the wall. Right? How many of your fruit looks good? How many of your fruit look a little rotten? You better go fix it, right? How's your love fruit? How's your patience fruit? Now look, let me tell you. You ever get around a good coach? Oh, they're miserable. I hated every good coach I ever had in my life. Because it's not the things you're doing right they compliment you in. They're always criticizing the things you do wrong in, in a constructive way. That's what makes them a good coach. See what I'm saying? So that's what happens with the Holy Spirit with this thing, with the fruit, man. You start going, man, my, I'm not having been patient, man. I ain't been patient. I need to fix this thing. Got to grow. See it? So you're growing it and you develop it. Why do we develop it? It's all about character. It's all about character. And it's key because here's the thing. The more it's in you, right? So the more you grab it and bear witness with it, the more you grow in it and the stronger you get with it, man, it starts changing your life. And why do we have to have the fruit of the Spirit? I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you the number one reason why I think this whole thing, and then we're done. You want to know why I think the whole thing about this fruit of the Spirit is masterfully must be, um, I don't even want to say like you got to master it, but you just get better at it. Because man, it's more than just your character. It's your capacity to walk in the Spirit. Because if you don't have peace, You'll get in, you quit. You don't have love, you'll start getting hindered at the level. You don't have the grow part. Look at it. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. If you don't start operating the spiritual growth side of it, you're going to operate in the work side of it. And, man, the works are going to become laborious and toilsome, and you're going to quit on this thing. And I don't want you doing that. So just kick it in gear, find the rhythm of grace, and you're like, you know what? I'm in the process. I'm not going to abide in him. 
I'm going to take it slow, and I'm going to let grace grow me at the capacity and speed it needs to, but I'm not coming out of this word. That's what you got to do. Because otherwise, it's, because remember, guys, there's two laws. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ or the law of sin and death. If you work with the toil, it's the law of sin and death. But if you work with the law of the spirit of life in Christ, it's grace is growing the fruit of my life. And that's when you really start growing. And embrace the process, man. You, here's the thing. You ain't going to speed up the growing. You know what I'm saying? And here's what I'm saying. You can grow up faster by making smart decisions, but there's some things you're going to grow in seasonally. Does that make sense? Something, now listen, don't get me wrong. You could grow real fast if you become obedient real quick. It's easy. But there's some things that are going to take some season. There's some promises you're waiting on, okay? Don't worry about it, man. Embrace the process, amen? Stand up on your feet. You guys did great today. That's a lot of word, and you did fantastic, amen? Okay? But just trust me what I'm telling you today. I know. These are like those grow moments, amen? And as you grow in this, you go to a whole new level. Because I'm going to tell you what, thank you. I'm going to tell you what, I really believe, I really believe that God I really believe that God wants to take you to a whole new level with this thing. I really do. Because here's the thing. Once you get that spirit life growing, life starts. I like it. He calls it a rhythm of grace. You just start you start just rolling with it. It just takes you there. Amen. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Believe God with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I really believe today that grace has found a brand new place in the heart for people to walk in this place of faith. And Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that as they grow in the supernatural ability of heaven, let the anointing rest upon them strongly. Let faith, let faith, and let the fruit of faith grow supernaturally, Lord. Father, let them find the rhythm of it. Let them find the ear for it. Let them walk in it. And let them walk in the blessing that you have for them. Father, we just know having Christ in us is the hope. But Lord, I'm just thinking that as Christ moves in our midst supernaturally, changes our life forever. Thank you, Lord, for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I'm thinking that change and transformation is taking place in each and every one of our lives. And we bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. Come on, put your hands together. You guys did great, man. You really did. You really did. And when you go out of here today, just start looking. Now, i got one question for you. Work on your fruit. How am I doing walking in love? Now watch it. If you don't feel like you're doing good, you ask the Lord. He'll give you help in the time of need. So, you know, my love walk ain't too hot, God. Give me some help. Spirit life, grace life. My faith life could need a little boost. Spirit life, faith life. You see what I'm saying? That's why you got the Holy Spirit. Look, man, don't be hard on yourself. Everybody's growing. But if you need a little room for grow, abide in me and my word abides in you. Once you put some word in you, you find newfound grace to walk in this thing. Amen? Ain't it good? And you're going to grow in faith. How many know when you grow in faith, you grow in your capacity to receive from God? That's a strong spirit. Amen. We're going to talk more about it Wednesday. I love you guys. You did great. Put your hands together for yourself. You did fantastic. I love you. Get out of here. God bless you. And don't forget, bring your card to the Welcome Center, all you new visitors. I'm glad you came and hung out with us. Come back and see me. All right. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.